Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome to the Sester Centennial episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast. Garrett, did you know that that means the 250th episode? You know, I wrote it down in the, the you know the title for the Twitch when we go live or whatever, and it still says it's misspelled. So I yes, I well okay. A, so I googled a... this. You told okay. me that it was the 250th episode, and I'm like, hmm. Is there a specific name for like the 250th instance of something? So I Googled it real quick while we were starting the show. Yeah. And yeah. I found there's two names for it. Apparently, Sester Centennial, which if you're saying it's spell checks coming up, it's not right. It could also be called the Semi-Quincentennial. Yes, that's another one, too. Uh, that's. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. And I know this because there's a Wikipedia page that says the United States semi-quincentennial, um, the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence is in 2026, in just a few years. That's coming up soon, actually. Yeah, so wow. fun fact that, uh, that the fact. Nintendo Shack has been going on for a heckin' long time. Yeah, but... Uh... Many people have come and gone. Donnie is off to bigger, better, higher places. He he was on Game Mess this week with uh, Jeff Grubb. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I, I, I heard all about it. Good for him. You, they were talking you know, about uh, the Mount Rushmore of bad games because they always talk yeah. about the Mount Rushmore of, you know, who would be on the Mount Rushmore of good games, but they were talking about that, mm -hmm. about the bad games. Uh, you can yeah. check that out over um, on Jeff Grubb's Game Mess YouTube channel. It's a good show. Yeah. Um. This week has been kind of crazy for me, Garrett. I don't know about yeah. you, but this has been a heck of a week for me. It's been a whirlwind roller coaster, ups and downs and all arounds. Yeah. Um, How was your baseball game? Was it good? Oh, my God. It was amazing. I did when I, I did go to the Phillies game, World Series game three, um, which was the only win at home that they've had um, in the World oh, Series. Dang. But it was an amazing win. They um, won seven nothing against the Astros. Good. So I definitely picked the right game to go to. It actually was supposed to be on Monday night, um, but it got rained out. So we got down there, me and my dad, we got down there and um, we bought some merch. We found our seats. We took some pictures, sat down and they postponed it to the next night. Dang. Which we kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Um. So then we went back down the next night and they had an amazing game. It was awesome. Um, they're not out yeah. yet. They would have to win the last two games uh, this weekend. Um, not holding okay. my breath, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> so so what's the score right now? How many games have won on each side? Uh, the Astros have won three. The Phillies have won two. You need to win four. There's two games left. Oh, dang. It's down to the yeah. wire now. It is so, down to the wire. But it has happened before where they, they win on the seventh game. It has yeah, happened. so it, it's like match point for the Astros right now. Like, if they win, yes. they, they're they going to win the World Series. They win the whole thing. Yes. All they need is one more uh, win. We need two more. Why, why do they call it the World Series? Like, is, is there a specific? No, it's just baseball has been here, always been here. And 
you know, we there is a Canadian team. There is a Canadian team. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Can't, can't defend that, but it uh, was awesome. It, it side, was, so. it was a heck of a game. Um, yeah. Cool. The rest of my week has been a little downhill from there. Um, I'm sick right now. Um, I didn't go to work today. Yeah, I have a really bad sore I'm throat. Sorry. I'm hoping that it's just a sore throat and that I'm not getting more sick. I look like death right now. I feel like death. I slept for most of the day. I'm not the well, only one good. who's sick, Garrett. Oh, it, Frisk is Frisk. Frisk sick? is sick. Um, if you remember when I got him, like after a month that I got him, he had worms yeah. and I had to take him to the vet yeah. and get him dewormed. Well, the worms are back. Um, Darn. I, yeah, he, I, it's a gross warning. I found a worm and he, he threw up and I found a worm in it. So I took him back to the vet. We're giving him kind of a stronger dose of the medication. He's fine. Mm. Though. He's like acting fine. He's eating normal. He's playing normal. Um, I'm feeling more miserable than he is, but I'm <laughs> sure that's, that's not fun for him to have worms, but um yeah so we're we're uh we're hanging in there um, i'm sorry rebecca <laughs> seems uh, it's okay Can't we'll keep it short just the weekend so i can episode. i can i can relax this weekend um for sure i have been doing some gaming um of course i'm still on the splatoon grind uh, but I also fulfilled my promise of playing Luigi's Mansion 3. I haven't beat yeah. it, but I, I streamed mm-hmm. um, I streamed it over Quite the past weekend. Nice. And if you follow on the, the episodes, you follow on the podcast, you follow my feed. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Luigi's Mansion. Like, it wasn't yeah. bad. Like, I didn't think it was bad. I just, like, thought, you know, it was, it was okay. It was fun. It wasn't anything to write mm-hmm. home about. But um, I understood the appeal of it. But that's why I didn't really jump on board right away with Luigi's Mansion 3 when it came out. But mm-hmm. you guys have all told me you got to play it. It's the best looking game on Switch. It's in like the top three for it everyone. Um, so I finally had the opportunity to play it over Halloween weekend. And it's really good. And I'm going to keep playing it. And I'm going to hope to beat it because it's a lot more fun than the first game. Cool. That sounds good. I mean, um, what are your, yeah, what are your impressions so far with the game? Are you really enjoying it? Like, are you can't wait to get in, dive into a little yeah, bit more um, of it? Yeah. I'm definitely interested because it seems like it's a lot bigger in scope than the first game. I didn't yeah. play the second game, so I don't know what that one was like. But I, yeah. I like that there seem to be more mechanics and more strategy. Like, you can kind of interacting with the world seems a little bit more meaningful. Like in the first game, you really just had like the basic mechanics for the poltergust, uh, which was like the sucking and blowing. No, not to sound like (laughs) sexual in now. I just raised that, but (laughs) it it is really just sucking and blowing. It's It's sucking and blowing. That's that's how else can you explain it? Um, (laughs) But there seemed to be more like the flashlight mechanic. I don't know if that was in the second game. Um, The way that you can, um, I I forget like exactly what they were called, but there seems to be more like functions of the vacuum this time that you can Mm -hmm. use to like tear, um, tear stuff down off of the walls, move like heavy objects, things like that. Um, I didn't Mm -hmm. get a chance to try the co-op. I see people in chat talking about the co-op. I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, I would yeah. like to, you know, before I'm done with the game, but it's also it's like you said, like cool. you were not lying. It is beautiful. What a gorgeous yeah. looking game. 
they did a great job with it for yeah. sure um the best one of the best looking switch games there mm -hmm. is with the reflections and, and so much it's like a sandbox like a playground of all different things you could do in separate rooms a lot of things to tear down in secret areas luigi is full of character oh yeah. man you're reminding me of this game it's it's very good um it's fun yeah have you gone to the um gel like duplicate mechanic yet? no i haven't yet um mm -hmm. i didn't like i said i didn't get very far i played like maybe an hour and a half to two hours of it um mm -hmm. so like not super far yet but um what's his name Pol polter pup steals the show yeah. he's so cute yes. oh my gosh i love him and it just seems like the like the mansion or hotel or the hotel, right? It's a hotel is huge. Yeah. Like it seems like there it are, it's going to be so easy for me to get lost. The first game I think was like what maybe like four or five floors. This right. is like huge. Double. It's the yeah, size. It's yeah. going to be a lot. First game only took me it's, like three or four hours to beat. Oh wow! Yeah, it's quite short compared. Yeah, mm -hmm. this one's going to be at least like, I mean, I would say at least I don't know, ten to twelve hours. Yeah, Something somebody like told me 12. Usually it takes me like yeah. pretty long, but and yeah, each floor is I'm like excited. a theme too, which is super mm -hmm. neat. And so it's its own kind of level, has its own little boss with it with ghosts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I like that it feels I don't know if the whole thing is more linear, but it does feel a little bit more linear than what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. I thought that like, oh my gosh, like I'm not gonna know where to go or what to do. But like I like that you find the elevator buttons and that's kind of like okay, like I'm supposed to go there next. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty linear for the most part because you kind of just like go out into a floor and kind of directs you where to go. And then, of course, there's extra side stuff to do extra things and extra obstacles. Um, man, I yeah, I really love that game. All the mechanics you're speaking of, it was in Dark Moon in the 3DS okay. game. Um, the gel uh, duplicate mechanic That's is new. the novelty. Yeah. Is the okay, okay. I'm looking one. forward to, yeah. to trying that out then. So, yeah, but that's uh, all yeah, I've been playing. Very what what cool. have you been up to? Uh, let me tell you, it's also been a chaotic week. It's um, mm -hmm. work's been pretty stressing on me, and yeah, it's it's just a little chaotic all around. But I'm hanging in there. I am just going through. I'm still playing um, Mario plus Rabbits Sparks of Hope uh, when I can. I, I don't play. I, I really haven't played much this week, but um, I, I'm going I'm slowly going through it. I'm on the third planet now um, has like fall foliage and leaves. And um, I got two new characters. I don't want to really spoil too much what the party is. So I'll, I'll keep that to myself. But I know people out there. It's, it's kind of interesting to add these other characters into the party that they didn't do before in the first game. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're mixing it up for sure um having a good time um yeah no it's uh every time i pick up this game it's very hard to put down um it's i it's really vibing with me and i think I, I didn't initially vibe with it just because i remind I, like so fondly of the first game i was trying to really hard like compare it to the first game so much but then when i just got into more and more of this one i'm like this is so well refined so much mm -hmm. better they did all the right things i think good so yeah it's uh it's pretty awesome and the animations of it um 
super cool to see all the enemies and um there's not much you know big in-depth story or whatever but i like the it has the little villains like mini villains like in mario odyssey you know with the mm-hmm. rabbits that had a little team it's the same thing with this game there's these little rabbits they're all like mini enemies that you kind of hit throughout the game and it's it's just super cute uh Aww. to see all that come to life um i feel like yeah. there wasn't a huge amount of buzz with this game when it released like i i feel like people didn't talk about it that much like that they're playing it or what their thoughts are about it i'm kind of surprised because the very little that i have heard it seems to be all pretty positive yeah yeah i think oh man is you know closer to the end of the year a lot of people are playing a lot of different games like getting lost in the shuffle of you know bayonetta and yeah you know a talk of even bigger upcoming games like i know a lot of people are talking about god of war right now um Yes, I don't know. And Plague Tale, and yeah, there's just mm-hmm. so many other games going on for sure. This game is—I I wouldn't say it's short, but it's you know, it's not like an ultra long story or whatever. So that's good. At least you can like kind of—I like to play it bite size and just go on um, to other things um, once I'm done with it. But yeah, no, it's very very fun. I can't wait for the DLC for sure. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll about talk that about later. the DLC in a little bit. Yep. Yeah, um, I've been also been hugely addicted to this phone game that everyone's being addicted to, and that is Marvel Snap. Okay, I yeah, I didn't know that that was a card game until like just yesterday. Yeah, and I didn't know it was a phone game until just now. Yeah, it is a mobile game. Tell me game. about it. Tell me, tell um, me. So Marvel Snap, it's Marvel's like newest mobile gotcha game. What you do is you kind of build up your own deck of cards, very similar to like Hearthstone, Magic, Gwent, you know, those kinds of games. Um, You build your deck and then you go into a battle. It's always online battling with against other players. And you have like three different fields. And the point is to get as much power to in two out of the three locations. So if you get the highest amount of power and the highest amount of cards or whatever, uh, you win the match. There's only six turns in a game, which is good. So it kind of limits That's you. Short. Yeah, it's a short game. It keeps you going. And it's like and it gives you a time limit, too. Um, so like probably how long this game is probably like three or four minutes. It's wow. super short. Um, and then all your cards are just like um, Marvel characters they're all marvel characters basically you kind of like put them down on the field and they all have different effects or whatever as you you know go throughout the turns too you like you get one power on the first turn second power the second turn and that kind of helps you activate certain cards um in your hand anyways it's just super fun it's like pick up and go i'm really addicted to it there's a lot of strategy behind this game already um i can go through like six or seven games i am beating fools up left and right online it's just a fun time yeah there's a lot of um customization to it is it free to play it's free to play um the only thing that's that i I can really see is that you buy is aesthetics so you would just Mm. buy like skins on cards or Mm -hmm something like that there's a season pass i don't know if you can buy that directly but you you level up throughout and you like that season pass kind of gives you extra cards or whatever but man it is very addictive 
Oh, cool. They Is did it easy to learn? Job. It's very easy to learn. They easy right into it with tutorials. They kind of show you um, what to do with certain cards. You face like computers first. And then you do you have to have any knowledge of the Marvel universe to absolutely have not. an advantage? Okay. No, no. It's just literally it's a card game with Marvel skin on top. And that's pretty much it. And it's all various characters. And they did it again. They did a really good job of making a very good, very quick card game. Mix it with that Marvel universe. Cool. Man, I people are into it and i'm into it too it's uh it could be pretty addictive so there you go that's my marvel uh, addiction right now on my phone <laughs> i don't like the name of it though it makes me think that they came out with a marvel photography on rails game it is a weird one isn't it i just think of marvel snap as like you know when you know exactly when the whatever the power glove I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. I'm not a Marvel fan, too. So <laughs> I, I I forget the names. All, but, you know, how he snaps the hand and like half the people Thanos are gone. snap or whatever. Thanos, that's that's his name. Yeah. I, I was thinking of Thor. I don't know why. I was like, that's not it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a weird name. I wish it was like some Marvel. I don't know what I would say. But snap is, you know, short enough. You know what it is. Everyone's posting about it on Twitter. Uh, whoever's playing it is very addicted to it like me mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh so yeah that's my addiction on the side Excellent. um and then i just want to mention extra life is happening this weekend um it's a huge game day for people that don't know what extra life is it is a, a non-profit organization that helps raise money for kids that are in hospitals and in funds over there and so there's a lot of gaming groups out there um, that kind of form their own groups and uh, raise money on this huge day where they dedicate whole 24 hours for streaming slash fundraising. Um, I know a lot of our friends are into the extra life scene, including the carpool gaming mm -hmm. uh, group over there with Sean Capri and Ryan Turford. They're going to Rome, New York, and they're kind of have a big kind of get together uh, with some other groups. So help raise money, go over there, just just search up extra life carpool gaming you'll you'll definitely see that page for fundraising and if you you know don't donate to them donate to any other group that you're mm -hmm. you know interested in because you know it's helping raise money for for kids which is awesome heck so, yeah yeah sean tried to convince me to go uh go up to new york with them for the weekend yeah. I'm, I'm now in hindsight i'm glad that i didn't because i'm i'm sick i wouldn't have been able to go but um mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna go through support for them yeah yeah um i was there in 2019 that was mm -hmm. like the first time i saw all of them together it was a really good experience um i wish i could go but now i'm on the west coast and it's like mm -hmm. very a little hard bit harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's a it's like just a connection flight away you know uh -huh. all the way in the bad. middle of <laughs> nowhere but Go support them. I know um, other members in the PSVG group are also doing Extra Life separately. So just go check out what everyone's doing, help raise money for kids. I know they have a lot of prizes um, to give away as well. So yeah, go check it out. Heck yeah. Shall we jump into the news for this week? Yeah, let's it's go pretty for it. pretty light. 
light this week. Pretty Not a whole lot happening, but it was like every week. It's a pretty light. Nintendo doesn't this like is, to show anything. This is the calm before the storm, I think. I think uh for sure. Yeah, we got some stuff. So the Pokemon themed Splatfest voting is now open. This was announced a few weeks ago. Um, you can vote on which partner Pokemon you would choose. Team Grass, Team Fire, or Team Water. After you pick your team, you can earn shells every time you level up in the catalog. Um, you can use these shells in that uh, shell out gacha machine. That's normally 5,000 coins each day. It's a good way to kind of grind for some cool prizes. So the Splatfest mm -hmm. does begin in one week from right now of when we're recording on Friday the 11th. Uh, in the mm -hmm. evening to Sunday the 13th in the evening. And oh, they're doing this weekend. theme because the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is just two weeks away. It releases November 18th. I feel like that has come up so fast, Garrett, that like I blinked and all of a sudden it's almost time it. for Pokemon. Oh my gosh. I just, this, uh, this whole year has been such a blur to me because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I moved here in, in California in January, I feel like I'm still new here, like super new here. And I just can't believe a year has gone so mm -hmm. fast. This like, year has wow. been. Yeah, it has been. Ooh, two weeks away. Wow. Remind everybody what team you're joining. Team Agua. Yeah. Team joining Lada. Team Fuego, Team Fire. Nice. Which so, I am we'll going to get Sprigatito, the grass type, for the actual game. But historically, I use fire types. So I had to, I, I had to represent Team Fire. I'm a mixed bag. So I used to do early in the gens water. And then mm -hmm. mid-gens, I did fire. And late gens, I'd done grass. I don't know why. It's just I've been all over yeah. the place. It's more like, what does the evolution look like in the beginning? Mm -hmm. And do I like that? And just... I just stuck it. So, speaking of which, know. Kyle the Pug wants to know which starter Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet do you think will have the coolest final evolution? Um, that's a good question. It's either the Sprigatito, the the grass one, I think, or I I would think the duck. What what's the duck's name again? Mm, uh, Quaxley. Quaxley. I think he will be a cool a cool bird for sure. Is he the one that you're picking for a starter? I I think I'm doing Sprigatito. What's Sprigatito again? Sprigatito. Sprigatito. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna go with that, you know. Yeah, I think um I think I'm picking Sprigatito as well, but I think that Fue Coco, the fire type, I think he's gonna mm -hmm. have the coolest final evolution. Um, just okay. based on like what, I, how, how I've heard them described from the leaks. Um, oh, okay. apparently his looks the coolest. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. G-Man I, I really also wants to know the about second the type. Yeah. Oh, the go second, for it. yeah. The second typing. Yeah. 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 G-Man wants to know if the leaks are true. Will you evolve your starter or no? I know you're not familiar with the leaks. Um, no, I, um, Based on what I know, I will not be evolving my Sprigatito, probably. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I, n I understand what that mm -hmm. means. Uh, I mean, there's a chance uh, it could look cool. There's a chance that it could still look good. But I am not above keeping him small and cute. Yeah, I've never been someone to keep an evolution down 
Like, mm, okay. I, f- I feel like when a level level's there, the Pokemon has earned it. Mm-hmm. So ready to evolve and ready to go. So That's I understand, though, if if that evolution is not looking good. Then, you know, keep it young and then just like put it he's in your baby box. And, yeah, he's a baby forever. And just have other Pokemon in your party. Yeah. Do yeah. your thing. Will you be participating in the Splatfest next weekend? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, I, I, I know you said you wanted to get back into it. Yeah, I definitely do. So I mean, this is one way to go about it for sure. I'll probably this like go into it, vote for Team Water, and then like when the Splatfest comes, I'll just do Team Tur- the the turn turf battle thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just play that the whole time. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, the t- table turf yeah <laughs> yeah table turf. <laughs> hey that's at least it's getting you back into it right for sure yeah. um and that's also what I love I've been seeing, what i've been seeing out in the wild the switch oled the new edition is out the scarlet oh, and violet yeah. edition is out today it stores today yeah yeah people are picking it up and it's looking good i actually i'm warming up to the design of that switch oled um pretty well so it does it does look cool i yeah. i liked how the dock looked i'm not like so much of a fan of how the rest of it looked like the joy con and and everything else um so like i don't know that i would like go out of my way to to like mm-hmm. trade in if i you know because i already have an oled but um yeah. if you are looking to upgrade it's a good one to get yeah, I saw some people was like, "Hey, I got my o- my first OLED." I'm like, "Good, that's a good mm-hmm. special edition to have." Mm-hmm. Congrats on that. I man, I've been very vanilla on my consoles. I do like the solid color look. I don't like to mix up my designs too much. So you know, still have my white OLED. Probably gonna keep that until Switch Two, Switch Pro, whatever comes out, and it'll probably be same color again. Probably be very vanilla, but. That's, That's just me. You were talking about um, your progress in Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Well, they just detailed yeah. what the DLC will lo- look like, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they gave us a little bit more detail. Not a ton, but a little bit. Uh, the first DLC wave is called the Tower of Doom. Three O's. Uh, face three your O's. doom in a new combat game mode. This is coming early 2023. Now, this mode is exclusive to the season pass. You have to buy all three to get this oh. one. You can buy the second and third DLC waves separately. Um, okay. You can only get this one if you buy them all together, which is kind of mm. kind of odd how they do that. But uh, the second DLC wave, it doesn't have a title, but the description was heroes confront a mysterious foe on a new enchanting planet. This is coming out in mm-hmm. middle of 2023. And then finally, the third DLC wave will be the one with Rayman. Uh, it'll also have Rabid Peach and Rabid Mario teaming up with him to embark on their own adventure. This is coming in late 2023. So the game is being supported for a whole year. If you got the gold edition of the game, these three DLC waves are already included. Otherwise, you can buy the, the whole season pass for $30. It's essentially $10 you know, a pop for each of these. I think that's pretty fair considering the quality of the DLC in the first game. You can feel pretty safe buying them. Yeah, I love the DLC on the first one. With Donkey Kong, 
man, that was 100% worth it. So I am very much looking forward to this DLC. I will be, I, I'll probably buy the season pass before DLC one uh, comes out. Um, yeah, DLC two. So that is going to be a brand new planet. So, you know, they break into planets like Mario Galaxy. So this is going to be probably another, I would say another seven to 10 hours. Of, of gameplay for for dlc and i'm really wondering how big dlc 3 is gonna be with rayman mm-hmm. and rabbit peach uh well okay so it's just three characters rayman rabbit peach and rabbit mario that's cool actually um, it says we'll their own long. adventure so it sounds like you know? it's gonna be pretty separate to whatever the plot is in the first game or in, in the yeah. base game yeah so for the donkey kong dlc it was very similar it was yeah i think it was mario rabbit peach and donkey kong together it'll probably be similar format to that then if you liked that dlc you'll probably like this one and then uh yeah so i i'm super down um and if people are waiting out there that's totally fine uh mario plus rabbits has been known to go on sale uh pretty cheap i would assume when all the dlc is out by like late next year the base game will probably be 30 bucks and so you can try out that game and see if you want to get into the season pass so yeah remember when a ton of people got the first game for like five dollars because of a price error do you remember that yeah yeah i remember that 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 was i was trying to get on that but i i couldn't i was a little too late but now every time the first game pops up is like it's 10 bucks for the it's all it's pretty cheap when it does go on sale and it goes on sale often yeah so so yeah go check it out yeah some good stuff. And then our final bit of news here is about the game Harvestella. It's out now. I know you were excited about this one, Garrett. Uh, there mm-hmm. don't seem to be really too many reviews up yet. I don't know that early codes were sent out. So you'll probably see them start popping up where they sent out really late. And it's I heard yeah. it's a very big game, too. So the ones who maybe did get early codes don't feel comfortable posting a review yet um so wait a couple days if you want to hear some critic reviews on it but the general buzz does seem to be positive of what i'm seeing on you know social media and whatnot um so did you buy this today so i think you don't recall my uh kind of frustrations with the demo of Mm -hmm. harvestella i am i'm good you're good okay yeah when i played through the demo of of that game that that kind of sealed the deal. I was already mm. kind of lukewarm about it because I actually, to be honest with you, I'm not big into the farm sim stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can stand some of it. Like uh, Stardew Valley is really good, um, and Rune Factory is okay. But this one just rubbed me the wrong way. This I one, forgot that that was your opinion on it. Yeah, and my kind of my thought about it was like, imagine like some model machine learning model kind of looked at all the other farm sim games and just spit out and then have that square enix flair to it okay um, like story driven flair that's what harvestella is it kind of kind of just rubs me the wrong way now that's probably not a good impression of the game because i have heard many other people really enjoying this game so don't take my opinion Mm -hmm. to heart there's a lot of other people really liking it, really digging into it. So if you're a farm sim fan, I would say 100% play the demo because it's free. Check yeah. it out. I think it does deliver a good piece of uh, what the game is. Um, 
at least to give you enough an opinion to go ahead and buy it. Um, so yeah, um, I'm excited for other people to <laughs> get into this game. It's sure. odd to me that um, Square Enix didn't... Um, it is Square Enix, right? It is Square Enix, yeah. yeah. It's odd to me that they didn't send out early review codes or you know long enough in advance. I, I feel like that generally isn't showing too much confidence in their product because normally they do send out early codes. So yeah, I don't know if this just isn't like one of their bigger games or they're not expecting it to do fantastic. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for a, a patch. I don't know. That company is, um, I think it's the, a lot of buzz is going around Square Enix just because of how much content's going into this last three, four months of the year is just crazy. Um, between PlayStation and Switch, they have so many games coming mm -hmm. out. Um, so many like C and B tier games um, coming out and, and firing all cylinders. So maybe it was just like a miss of the mark with Harvestella. They didn't want to like overcrowd other uh, uh, some of their other Square Enix games. I'm not really sure. Um, so, but just just to give you some context, like I've gotten a review code on release day for Little Big Planet on Steam, and let me tell you, it's like I don't think there was much motivation behind releasing the key on time versus two or three weeks before. Right. I, I just there it, sometimes it's just stochastic. It's a little random <laughs> with these review keys. Oh, I like Little uh, Big Planet. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not a little big planet. Sackboy, a big adventure. The the latest one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I've heard some positive things. I think people are that are really into the farmstem stuff and really into Square Enix games. Go check it out. Go check out the demo. Check out the demo. Um, see if you see if you enjoy it. That's why mm -hmm. I really like Square Enix. It's because they always put out a demo with their game like all mm -hmm. the time and it's always uh yeah. the save is transferable afterwards so it's a good point and, and they do it for every single one on switch it's amazing actually um yeah now that you now that you uh you mentioned it they uh they did it yeah they do do that you're right um you also added to the notes here that square enix admits that the japanese market is no longer sufficient enough global market is now their priority which is yeah. interesting to me, seeing as how, you know, gaming is still booming in Japan. Mm -hmm. What are so, your thoughts yeah, on that? Um, yeah, they... So this isn't, like, too recent news. It's probably a couple weeks old now, but it it's interesting to hear from them that, you know, they're very... They, they just shaved off all of their Western market, all of those studios, to, an, you know, another um conglomerate and now they all they just have japanese or more japanese focused studios mm -hmm. and now they admit this i think this shows they're kind of like kind of a not afraid but like they understand they're facing an uphill battle mm -hmm. with their content with their games and you figure out how to make money and so i think the last three or four months is a response um from the pandemic but also just like we need content as much as we can to regurgitate the investments that we have done so far with these products um so expect i think from square enix expect a shift 
from a Japanese focus market to a more global market. I think what they're going to do is bring more of their Japanese games into more Western styles. You already see that with Final Fantasy. You already see that with a plenty of other titles. So is that do you think a little bit more? Why we saw um, um, Live Alive from um, Japan and Switch. Oh wait, that's not Square Enix, is it? No, Live Alive is, is Square Enix. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're doing a mix of everything. Really, they are regurgitating old games and they're trying to make it more open. I think you're gonna see a lot more day and date worldwide release mm-hmm. of games. Um, I think they've been doing that for a while. Um, I'm just, and then I don't know if you saw this, their recent thing that they kind of showed off, which people thought was going to be a rehash or remake of Parasite Eve, which is an old game, but it's actually an NFT art collection. I did see that. Yeah. Not a good. (laughs) There's this one annoying person in the top board of Square Enix, really into the NFT stuff (sighs) and not letting go it's even not after... gonna be the next big thing it's done no no like nft yeah, is done it's, like it's gone it's, it's it's so three months ago it's so four mm-hmm. months ago it's not like current anymore it's i don't know what's going on i think square enix is just trying many different avenues to figure out how to generate profit and they understand now they can't just focus on the japanese market they got to go global and i think that's why you see final fantasy being more western centric gameplay and you're going to mm-hmm. see that more with Switch as well. You're going to see more Western-centric gameplay. What I mean by that is like more action-focused, more action RPGs. Um, I, I don't think. like that. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's interesting but yeah, to hear. No, you're right. Um, you're right. So we'll see how that goes. Good point. Um, yeah, so that, that wraps up our news. It was pretty late this week, uh, but it'll definitely be interesting, um, I think, Within the next couple of weeks with Pokemon coming out, I think next by next week, I have a feeling that Pokemon will be pretty much leaked completely all the way, like everything. Um, we're going to have to talk yeah. about how much of that we'll want to that we want to talk about on the show to like avoid spoilers for people. I know a lot of people are sensitive to that. Some people eat it up like me. Um, of course, we'll be respectful <laughs> to it and provide any warnings should we decide to talk about anything that is leaked. But it wouldn't be a Pokemon game if it did not leak entirely the like week and a half leading up to it. Of course. Um, we'll probably see the um, starter evolution- evolutions at the very least leaked. You remember God Man, God of War has leaked so much. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of insane. I, I like man, I feel it, like that's it's just, just a product of like to, a gate like gaming today like games are just leaking before release it's just what happens now and it's really a shame i think it's partially because you know stores are just releasing their physical copies early or you know one amazon division one best buy division kind of just shipped out early copies because you know just logistic issues or whatever Mm -hmm. and i think more and more now creators are like what's the point of a physical media um, if if it's going to get leaked early, we would rather just put an install manager on a disc. And so it wouldn't be a game on the disc. It would be like a license right. on the disc and install. I hate that. On your I hate that so it's, much. And it's going to it's probably going to be like that. 
until physical Ugh. media is going away. So I don't like that. Yeah. But Pokemon, um, I don't recall Sword and Shield being. I, I guess I I don't remember them being leaked too much. I guess it that's leaked. a big thing for Sword and Shield. Yeah. Oh, okay. At least, right. yeah. Yeah, wow. they always do. Can't wait. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited to play it. I um, mm -hmm. I'm hoping we get an early review code. Pokemon doesn't always like to give out too many early review codes because it leaks, but it leaks anyway. So just give us the damn review code. Just. Give us, please. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one leaking it, Nintendo. It's not going to impact their sales. They're going to make bukus of money, so it's going to be whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's wrap up with our chat questions directly from you. Starting with Dragon Mouth Forge wants to know which will we see first: a revamp of the eShop or a new Switch? Hmm. What do you think? Uh, new Switch. They don't care oh. about the eShop. No way. Not a chance. I think it's both. <gasps> They're going to do a double whammy. The They're going to be a Switch 2. And here is eShop 2.0. Okay. Uh, it, I don't think it will be that much better, though, because I have no. zero trust in Nintendo of ever improving there <laughs> they're they've never store. had a good one people said that the wii yeah. u eShop was good it wasn't good no it's just it a, took forever to load dunk. the search was bad 3ds eShop yeah. is eh. but yeah i can see just a switch to and then of course not a revamped eShop. i wouldn't say revamped that's a that's a too strong of a word reskinned how about that reskinned yeah, eShop. i agree uh, that's probably what i would <laughs> we might get music back if we're lucky yeah yeah <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, Yarden wants to know favorite Spice Girl. Yarden, were you into the Spice Girls? Random question. I, I know the Spice Girls, but I just don't know individual Spice Girls. He's, That's the thing. He asked this question because I saw one of them was cast in a movie or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I'm looking guy. through it right now. Baby Spice, Ginger Spice. Uh, Ginger Spice was, was cast in, in something recently. Okay. Um, I am a Scary Spice kind of girl. I also like Baby scary Spice. Scary Spice. Yeah. Yeah, Mel B. She, she's, uh, I became kind of more of a fan of, of her like mm. in the past couple of years with like her doing America's Got Talent judging and stuff like that. Oh, I, but I like her. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like her and I like uh, Baby Spice. I feel like my Baby personality Spice. is like a mix of the two of them combined. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know personality. A cinnamon roll, just... but could kill you. Wow. I would. Okay, then. Sounds good. Oh, he's saying Ginger Spice got cast in the Grand How are. First of all, I want to know how are they making a Gran Turismo movie? Why is that a movie I mean, that's being made? Well, because people love race cars and people love. What's the movie going to be about? Is it going to be Cars 5? It's going to be like Fast and Furious ripoff, you know, or Need for Speed. You know, the Need for Speed movies, those do pretty well, too. And they're just kind of these B-tier action movies. Got, got the cool guys and gals are racing through Tokyo or racing through whatever. Of course, a Gran Turismo movie. I think um, PlayStation's been really digging into movies and shows outside media because they're looking at the witcher 
yeah. and, and cyberpunk yeah. both of them giving them massive success uh for their games so mm -hmm. sony's like we need to chase that money because we have our own sony you know movie division like huge sony entertainment so yeah that's why they're making a grand turismo movie anyway spice girls i would have to go with scary spice she she looks cool i mm -hmm. like her i also like posh spice she's looking cool too i, I thought you might like too. posh spice yeah but i personally don't know personality or i i've listened to probably their their most popular song yeah but that's pretty much it that's that's all i really know about the spice girls and i'm sorry arden ginger spice is the one with like the sex appeal sporty spice is like the athletic one it's yes. just like their personas like they, oh, they the play personas, it up. yeah, yeah i'm sure they play it up like more than what they actually are mm-hmm Baby Spice is like blonde with cute little pigtails because she's the youngest one. Oh, okay, Scary no. Spice is like all like in your face attitude. They, uh, you know, posh, they started when we were born. Yeah. In 1994. Oh my God, did they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wow. Good. That's a good trivia fact. I like it. G-Man wants to know, since Daylight Savings is happening or not for you, it's not everywhere in the world. Would you rather have it more light out or would you rather have it light out or dark out more? Dark. I'm dark. a dark person. Me yeah. too. Put me in a cave. No light. <laughs> Put me in a cave. <laughs> Isolate myself for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's just um, I think that's the one thing I'll miss about the north and in, in, in Pittsburgh and northeast is just like, oh, it's going to be dark at like 530. Nice. That's, that's yeah. That's so cool. When um, I was in Denmark, it was like so north, so high north that um, in the winter time, I was there like it, you know, from January to May. So like in in the winter months, um, it would start getting dark at like three thirty. Oh damn! And then the, then by like four thirty, the sun would be completely set. <laughs> dang, that's so dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually went on an Alaskan cruise during the summer at one point, um, and it was light out the whole time. Yep. I'm yeah. sure in the summer in Denmark, it would have been like the sun setting at 10 p.m. <laughs> It'd be kind of, that's actually the one thing that's kind of crazy to me because, you know, I, I've only been so far as north as like Alaska once and then just maybe Canada a couple times. I can't even imagine living up there and having mm -hmm. the sun be so variable the sunrise and sunset to be so like whacked out i just i, I can't even imagine because growing up in texas is nothing like that it's we're getting yelled at in chat for constant. being vampires oh, come on guys darkness all right it's dark outside the, the sun gives me migraines it's too bright yeah the sun is a little too harsh you know i know it gives us life and everything we're white it gives us sunburn that's true and it's 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 pretty rough um on me after a while mm -hmm. I, I you know it i just texas heat it, it really gets to me it's a pain it's a painful memory the texas heat mm -hmm. so i would rather be as dark as we can be outside all right so, i believe it mm -hmm. or vampires um Canadian Crawler asked us, whenever I share on Facebook that an article or podcast of mine released, only a handful of friends like it. If I post a picture of my dog, I get 100 likes. 
how much of or how often do you both share your video game related stuff with your friends on Facebook? I'm sorry. I have friends on Facebook. <laughs> I, just have my, I just have my family on Facebook and that is it. That yeah. really, and my high, my high school friends. I actually, okay. I was super into Facebook, um, probably from 2010 mm -hmm. to 2017. Yeah, probably, that's when it was big. Yeah. And, and then when I went into my PhD, I was like, no, I'm closing this chapter of my life. Facebook mm -hmm. is kind of irrelevant to me. So yeah, yeah. I um, graduated college 2016, deactivated my Facebook, and mm. my happiness increased tenfold. Oh, yeah. Like sure. I a big source of my unhappiness was scrolling Facebook and seeing like people's lives that were like they looked like they were better than mine and that people were like doing amazing things and were so happy but like people only post the like good stuff nobody posts like oh my god like i'm having a horrible day nobody ever posts that on facebook um so crawler i do not post anything on facebook because i don't have a facebook in fact i opened up a Twitter account so that I could post solely about video games because I enjoy doing that more. And if I had done that on Facebook, like your friends, none of them would have cared. Um, I wouldn't have, you're right. My dog got a lot more likes on Facebook than anything else I would have posted. So yes. um, yeah, no Facebook. Do you, do you get into Instagram? Quite often. I did have like an Instagram, which I posted exclusively pretty much pictures of my dog. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I stopped using that after she passed away. So I don't oh, do that yeah. anymore either. Twitter's like really the only thing and that's going down the garbage. So we need something new, Garrett. I, I, we, could, I we could turn this into a long podcast. We'll save it for next week. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> we'll might not exist Twitter at this time next week. <laughs> we'll see how Twitter is next week. Free speech. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Follow me on TikTok, everybody. Forrest Pecori. Not Forrest Minish. Forrest Pecori. That's where I'm going after this. All right, then. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Chris <laughs> wants to know, for the anniversary of the Minish Cap, what is your favorite Minish Cap memory? I don't even know what's the anniversary. I guess it is. Uh, well, there's <laughs> something about the game or something about it that makes it special to you. Do you play the Minish Cap, Garrett? You know me. Why not? Because uh, uh, there's other things in my in my mind right now. Like, why? Uh, my question is why? Like, uh, why? Golden Sun on my retro pocket. Not, I mean, I, I should get to Manish Cap. I should oh, finish today. Golden Sun. Today? It, Wait. It, it is today. Wow. Really? It is 18 years old today. You can vote. Wow. It's legal. I got this game when it came out, but... It came out in 2005 in North America. Oh, okay. I don't know when I got it. Maybe I got it for my birthday that year. Um, I love that game. Mm. I believe, I could be wrong. I believe it is the first Zelda game that I beat completely by myself cool. without the help of my dad. I could be wrong, nice. but that makes sense for that timeline. Um. <laughs> I um, recently, two years ago now, 
did a 100% playthrough of it. I don't normally do that for games. There is a lot mm -hmm. of things to collect in that game for 100%. But that was an awesome time. Cool. And it was made by Capcom. It was really made by cool. Capcom. They make the best Zelda games, haven't you heard? I, I guess so. Manage Cap. So anyways, next time, Golden Sun, wrap that up. And now, and then I'll go to Manage Cap. How <gasps> Yay! Thank you. You'll like it a lot more. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. See how it is. Uh, and then finally, Matt wants to know everyone and their mothers, neighbors, children knows that Rebecca is mega minish hyped, TM, for the upcoming Pokemon games. But what is the next game on the horizon beyond that you're each really looking forward to playing or seeing more of, aside from Tears of the Kingdom? He knew that would be our answer. Mm. Sea of Stars for me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Supposed I'm looking to forward out. to that one. Yeah. Well, we'll see when it comes out. I don't know. It, they don't have a set um, date, don't they? No. It's just delayed till early 2023 for now. I, I don't even know if they said early. <laughs> Maybe they did. <laughs> okay. Never mind then. For I hope they did. Fire. That would be nice. Yeah. Mine is Fire Emblem Engage. I think. Okay. Yeah, that's. Honestly, that's one of my most ant anticipated games of next year is Fire Emblem Engage. Um, that Starfield is a big one for me as well. Mm, I think both are definitely more than Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, um, no. Starfield more than... Oh, come on, Gary. Magnitudes more. Like, it's, oh, it's not even the same ballpark. Oh, right my there. God. I can't wait for Starfield. That's gonna... <sighs> you're, you're, you're gonna... It's, Gary, you're... Here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna play Starfield. It's gonna be super yeah. high. But this is the best thing ever. And then, like three exactly. weeks later, you're gonna be like, you know, you know, it wasn't even that great. I was, you know. But you know, at least it'll run front to back. We'll see how Tears of the Kingdom is on 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 this old dated hardware. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a good question. Which one's gonna run better, Starfield? Or Tears of the Kingdom on Switch. Why is that your deciding factor of how much excitement you have for no, it? No, no, no. Uh, Starfield is like, it's way beyond higher. Like, I love Why? Bethesda. Because I love Bethesda Studios. I love Fallout series. I love Skyrim. This is the next one. What's the I, game I about, Garrett? What's it about? You just, you go out and it's a Bethesda RPG. Okay, what's the game about? Or different planets. What's the plot? I don't know. What's the plot of Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> like having a freaking arm, crazy weird arm or whatever. But that's all I know about Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, at least we have Breath of the Wild to compare it to. Yeah, and Breath of the Wild is like, well, okay, you can compare it to that, but you, we really don't know what Tears of the Kingdom really is. I, I do still you need have, to? We, no, I don't need to. And I don't need to for Starfield as well. I just know I'm going to enjoy a heck of a lot more for a Bethesda Western RPG compared to Tears of the Kingdom. And that's just my personal opinion. It's going to be you like know, Xbox I'm, Shack for like a month. When Starfield I'm so is out. glad that this is our 250 episode, 250th episode because that's going to help me remember which episode to come back to. A month after Starfield releases. 
to clip what you just said. Yeah, I, I wonder if Starfield's going <laughs> to even release that month. It's probably going to be December or November by the end of the year because they're going to keep. Is there no date for it? There's a date, but they've already delayed. delayed multiple times. So, Yard is a shack job opening. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I'm admit to it. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. Okay. I can't wait. Um, I don't even have anything to add to that. Firewall engage too. Let's go. I can okay. I can understand you being excited for that because it's a Fire Emblem game, and like you know yeah. what Fire Emblem is and what it's going to be about, and it has a yeah. reputation. Well, okay, Starfield might be a new IP, but you understand if you played Fallout, if you played Skyrim, you understand what a Bethesda RPG is, and it's just magic. It's pure magic. And I cannot I hope wait you're for right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we ended it. This 250th Nintendo episode was excitement for Starfield. Me too. And look at that. We're exactly one hour, which is what we one were aiming for. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. Um, we'll probably have some Pokemon stuff to talk about. We'll yeah. hopefully we'll have we'll it'll be the beginning of the Splatfest. Um That's true. and then it'll be pretty exciting after that. Yeah. Team Anything you want to end with? Any final words? Uh, go plans? support Extra Life. Hang out with streams. There's going a lot of Extra Life streams going on this weekend. Um, donate, of course. That can be tax written off um, in the U.S. at least. You can put that down. Um, so, yeah, just go check it out for sure. All right. I agree. And that is going to do it, Koopalings. Have a good night. Bye-bye.